0: The product coffee, a podcast where product professionals from Ibotta share stories, advice, and thoughts on all things product over a cup of coffee. Grab a cup of Joe and join us to level up your product career 30 minutes at a time. I'm one of your co hosts, Kevin Gentry, Jake Worley.
1: I'm Bergen DeVell,
0: and Patrick Kuchkowski. And today we're going to be talking about strike teams. So if you ever have been a part of one or know what it is, um, we're going to kind of go into what it is and and how we've used that in our various roles. So we'll kick that off. Um, Does anyone want to answer, what is a strike team?
2: Yeah, I can take that one. Um, What is it? What is a strike team? It's a group of engineers, product people, basically a mini product team, development team product development team that is assembled to accomplish a very specific task. Um, It's, it's less a team built around an outcome and more a team built around output. Um, And it's, it's a team that's been, or the output has been designated as the number one priority of the company, generally speaking. And it's a, a means of getting that thing done as soon as humanly possible.
0: Interesting, yeah. So it's almost like a project team, right? Yeah. (laughs) So I guess it has like an end date in mind or this kind of completion date. Um, Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was going to say my experience with a strike team at Ibotta has been on a specific uh, pilot integration. So um, as opposed to putting a, you know, Full set of features together for a long-term roadmap for the team. It was a let's get something quick and dirty done out the door in order to answer the question, is this like a viable opportunity for us to further invest in? So I'd say to think about a strike team as a temporary uh, group of people coming together to, as Jake mentioned, solve for an out puts not really an out, like not really driving an out long-term outcome for your squad. It's going to be something that's assembled for a short period of time and then disassembled. Um, I am curious if that has been effective. Jake, you're coming off of a strike, a recent strike team, very recent, like today. Um, Was that, how did it go in terms of pulling that team together Oftentimes yeah. it takes a while for teams to like form and norm and figure out the best ways to work together. And strike teams may be lots of different people from lots of different squads with different experiences. So I'm curious how, yeah. how that came together for you in your project. Yeah,
2: that's a really good question. So we came together. I think one of the interesting things about this particular team is that they included a lot of the original engineers at Ibotta. Mm. So they, they were very used to working with each other. Um, so that was kind of a, a luxury of this particular strike team um, in that we basically just hopped on a call and it was just like go time. Um, but I think it's, it, when when this team started up, there was a huge urgency around the problem. Um, and that was kind of the, the glue that bound everybody together. It was a, I'm not really going to think about the general kind of, aggregate situation that we're in. I just know we have to do this thing we have to do it as fast as possible. So I'm just going to roll up my sleeves and see how I can pitch in. So it was kind of like over the first couple of weeks of the strike team, it felt a lot like a design sprint just for an entire product instead of a feature or a prototype. It was like, we're going to figure out what the problem is. We're going to design it. We're going to have designers on the team. We're going to get some design spun up. We're going to talk with engineering. Engineering is going to start building things in parallel. And we're going to figure out how to get these engineers to work with each other who may not have worked with each other in the past. But um, I mean, they they kind of figured it out on their own because it was kind of a pressure cooker and there was no alternative. Like we we had to figure it out. There was no luxury of stepping out and, and trying to like figure it out and then step back in sort of thing. It was like, we're in it. We got to figure it out and we're just going to keep plowing forward and hope but it all
0: where falls. Where does a, Where does product fit into that mix? Like, how do you, as a product manager, um, you know, because it sounds like everyone's just like running full speed. Yeah. Right. Like, how do you kind of organize? How do you help um, contribute as a product manager?
2: Yeah. For me, I found it was um, the biggest impact that I could have was A, defining the problem, and B, even more important than that, scoping the solution. Uh, like how far are we going to run? Like what exactly do we need to do for this particular strike team? It was about finding product market fit in a new space for Ibotta, And it was, okay, what exactly, like how far do we need to go in order to get the answers we need? Um, There was, we've had a lot of conversations around like building it, building the thing, the hacky way and building the thing the right way. So trying to balance those two things, like how do we, Build something that's reasonably sustainable, while also maximize our time in market.
1: Hmm. Yeah, Yeah, when we when we pulled together uh, the project team, uh, I worked on a project in Q4. We we did. It was a similar group of people, but a couple of squads within one focus area. And we we actually did take the time to do kind of a a one hour session of how we want to work together. Because even though um, you know people knew each other from having a similar problem space, they hadn't really been in daily standups together or gone through planning sessions. And I think it was helpful to kind of have the what do we need to move a story from to do to done. And especially when we were working on like, this was a particular implementation focusing on APIs, where product might not really have much of an ability to test some of the work that the team has been was producing. Um, It was really important for us as a as a strike team to come together and talk about how are stories going to be written? What does acceptance rate criteria need to include? How are we going to move a story from ready to test into production? And, and establish those kind of norms. Because a lot of the times I think those things kind of get done um, without really talking about them. As a team has time to work together on a daily basis. But for us, it was hey, if your story is sitting in this column for more than a day, then you need to make sure you have other testers to, to come and work on that. So I thought that was a really effective way to like kick off our project team. We did that within like the first week or so of us coming together as a strike team and, and found that effective as when we would go into standups, like there would be times that we need we would need to even like check in on the decisions that we made and like are we adhering to what we set out to at the beginning of this project. So when you're working with a tight timeline, I feel like you have to kind of, shove a lot of, of that kind of overhead stuff into like the front end of a project and front load that a lot, which felt like a lot at the beginning, but it did end up being, helping establish effective ways of working together through that like short period of time.
0: Yeah, I like that. Um, Especially, I think, you know, coming on into any new team that you're a part of, I think that's super critical to knock out the how we work together and get on the same page so that uh, when you do come across those kind of things that you're not used to or the other teams aren't used to, then it's kind of, you already have a procedure in place um, to kind of handle mm-hmm. it uh, I'm curious, Jake, you mentioned the like getting something quick and dirty with one of these squads and um, yeah. getting something sustainable like how did you what were your processes around coming to solving for the customer's problem with not yeah taking that hit to uh, longevity or anything like that?
2: Yeah. I I wish I could say there's like a hard and fast criteria that we use to say like this is what we're gonna do and this is what we're not gonna do. It was it was more of a a case by case thing. Like we basically well, I guess some of the things that we did, um, we would make a decision, we would actively call out the tech debt we were creating for ourselves, we would document it and then we would say like we need to come back and do this and make time for that. Um so kind of like normal squad practices just condensed into days and weeks as opposed to weeks and months. Um, so I mean that, that's generally how we approached it. I think more so than in a traditional environment, we opted for the hacky way, um, because we were under such a time crunch to get something usable and something working into the hands of users. Um, but yeah, I think, I think a lot of the, a lot of the things that we did are our typical or traditional product management practices. It was just accelerated and taken to a bit of an extreme. Um as we condensed the project into a
3: much shorter time frame.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. What um curious to get other thoughts here, what triggers the let's start a strike team? <laughs> Like, what is that? Um, Because i I heard mention the top priority of the company. That's not always the case that you have a strike team just because it's a top priority. Like, what is that trigger to say, let's get scrappy and get a team together?
1: Mm -hmm. That's a really good question.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I'd love to
2: ask that to, like, Luke, our CTO, or Heather, VP of engineering. Like, what what is your decision-making process? I think if I had to guess at what they're thinking is, Um, it would be, there's a high, highly urgent problem to solve, whether that's reacting to a problem that's been uncovered in the business or identifying a market opportunity. And the window for launching something into that market is like now,
0: Mm um, and doing so it's like a reaction to new learnings. I think so. Act fast on.
2: Yep, and it's it's less a we don't care about the scalability of whatever we do. We just care about making some change as soon as humanly possible. Right.
0: So in some ways, that what is already defined by whoever's comp- uh, comprising the the team, right? Hmm. So I so think so. Yeah. Is, is is necessary like kind of not the product discovery or the product market fit exploration is somewhat done for you, which is kind of nice, or at least it's, a, it's at least it's teed up and then it gives you that. focus. <laughs> yeah, I think it's,
2: it's really like, it's almost like we don't do our due diligence and discovery in these situations as much as we might otherwise do. Mm. Um, it's, it comes to a point where the company is like, yeah, we are pretty damn sure this is the right thing to do. We don't need to validate it to the depths that we would normally do yeah. with research, with analysis, with all of the different pieces that we normally do as PMs. It's like, we're just going to do it. We believe in it strategically. It makes sense. We don't need to go do all this analysis to validate that decision. So let's just rock and roll. Yeah. Um,
1: I had a similar experience. It wasn't as much the... How, how are we going to do this as much as this is what we're going to go do. You guys have a quarter to go do it. Yeah. So um, I think that, you know, that does come with some pros and cons in terms of one we're we know we're okay. Creating tech debt. We know that we're pivoting from your existing roadmap and we're putting some of these things that your team has focused on for a while completely on hold. And I think that that does, at least in, in my experience, had some impact in terms of morale on the team and I think you asked in the beginning, Kevin. Like, how as product managers can we support that? I I feel like in my experience with the strike team, I was as much like trying to con- you know keep morale high and keep the yeah. team excited about the fact that we were working on a high priority strategic initiative for the organization. Um, that that felt like kind of the role that I, I tried to fill within that exercise, which is you know i think we do that a lot as product managers anyway but it felt like it was something that was really a critical during that kind of time where the team is like we wish we were kind of working on these foundational components that would make this type of thing a lot easier in the future so um,
0: yeah.
1: I'm curious, <laughs> yeah i'm curious jake if if you had any any similar or, or very different experiences uh. but that felt like a pretty critical role that product could play in that kind of totally.
2: I mean, we had so many conversations about how would we do this the right way as opposed <laughs> to getting something out there. Uh-huh. And those were trade off conversations that we had almost every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that I didn't have to be a motivator as much. Like, yes, I was, and I, I did fulfill that role, but I think the problem and the opportunity spoke for itself this time around. Um, which was pretty motivating in itself, but it was, it it was stressful. Like people were working seven days a week around the clock to get this stuff done. Yeah. Um, And so there's, there's an element of managing just burnout too and making sure that you're fully in tune with what's being asked of the team to go do these things. Cause it's, it turned, it, It feels like a sprint when you start. And I think the danger with a strike team is that it becomes a permanent team. So always making sure that there is an end zone in sight is really important, especially because you generally, my understanding of strike teams is you're asking a lot more of those team members than you might otherwise ask of them in a normal environment.
0: I think that's a good clarification. Yeah that it is above and beyond kind of what you're getting asked to do on a normal day to day. Um, But I think it's super clear or it's super important for product managers to have that definition of done in these cases um, and work on that constantly. Like, I think that's a, it's just a consistent battle we'll have to face. Has anyone been a part of a team that has been pulled from when a strike team in the company has, um, Yeah, uh, started. Has anyone had experiences like that?
1: I don't think I've had team members pulled off of my team. I've had team members join my existing squad to pull for that strike team. And so that was for me a, a, a chance to interact with a lot of new engineers that I hadn't really worked with in other contexts outside of like hallway conversations. So, I think it was, you know, prudent to like have one-on-ones with team members. Like here is a little bit of context on me, how I, I tend to work as a PM, like how can we work together as an EM PM or an engineer slash PM pair um, to, to be effective during, during this kind of time that we're all pulled together on one squad. Um, yeah. But I can't speak from the other side of like losing team members. So I'm curious if anyone else has had that experience.
3: Yeah, that one's more in my realm. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of the, the advantage of sometimes being in one of those uh, squads that's high priority a lot of the time. But then you know we'll take a you know the opportunity to, to share resources as needed. But yeah, it's it's interesting when team members are pulled from a strike team because there is a bit of that uncertainty about what the end state is, and so a lot of your own roadmap initiatives do get put on pause, and it creates some internal thrash with the team where they're like well, is this person around to help? Can they answer these kind of questions? Are they coming to stand-ups? You know, and so it's that same thing of you don't want those engineers to necessarily feel obligated to be in double the ceremonies, trying to do two or three times the amount of work and trying to keep things going for a curtain squad. So it is really key to have that end state in mind because you really just want to have them free to tackle whatever that existing problem is. And the unintentional consequence as well of a lot of the strike teams is that you end up with kind of like a almost a whirlwind going on around it where everything else in the company is kind of looked through with how are you helping the strike team or what are your initiatives doing to bend to that which can be healthy in a lot of ways if it is something that's really critical but because a lot of this doesn't go through the rigor of a lot of the normal validations that we're going to do sometimes you make wrong bets and suddenly you've pivoted a significant chunk of the company. And so it's tough to find how can you help versus how can you maintain your own roadmap and the overall strategic initiatives.
0: Yeah. You kind of have to have all different lines of sight of view into your product line, the five year, the one year, the short term. And and then that, if you have all that in mind, then you can make these decisions um, when you're, when you're discussing, uh, hopefully you don't make those trade-offs when you're, when you're making those decisions, but totally understood um, when you're in that position, it's, it's a little challenging. Um,
1: yeah. yeah. I've noticed it's effective to Patrick's point of like being a peripheral team, at least now on the platform side, like we need, we intentionally left room in our roadmap for this quarter to support this initiative that Jake was leading. So I think e- even calling that out in terms of like, we, we use OKRs. I think we've talked about it a lot on the podcast at I But ensuring that you leave that room in your OKRs, make sure it's in the written word and let people see that and reflect that in all of the different opportunities or in all of the different roadmap check-ins that you have and make sure that you're highlighting those initiatives, even if they're small for your team. But I think it's important at the end of these strike teams for our leadership team to be able to reflect on when we do pull these, even if we're pulling like five or six engineers together on the strike team there are a lot of other impacts to other squads. And I think there's an opportunity for us as an organization to like, see how those strike teams impact other teams, other roadmaps and longer term -term initiatives.
2: It's interesting. I think like you think about strike teams as trying to isolate a problem to (laughs) a small group of people and so they can go knock it out. But in reality, it shifts the entire company's focus onto that one thing Um, because at a company the size of Ibotta, like, yeah. I mean, you can get a room, you can get seven, eight engineers into a room and you can try to bang out a solution to some problem, but there are inevitably going to be questions and dependencies on some of the other domains around the business. So is it really a strike team or is it really just, we're going to have this one <laughs> squad doing the most, the majority of the work, but really
0: the whole company's getting involved.
2: Mm-hmm. It's interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, um, Definitely comment and, and, and share your experience with your own strike team. Um, very curious to see how other uh, teams and product managers out there um, handle this scenario and have been a part of it and they can share their experiences out. Um, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Um, share this out as, wherever you can on LinkedIn is great too. Um, and send us some coffee.
1: Uh, <laughs> <it's> gonna, <laughs> send us actually we all need our in, own individual bags of coffee. coffee.
0: <laughs> you can always buy gift cards online That's true. You know, send it to us <laughs> it doesn't have to be in person we're all done with our coffee so thank you guys for listening to product coffee um, now go level up